Hello, we are live on Facebook, live from Calvary Assembly in Alliance, Nebraska. I just want to welcome and say good morning to all of our Calvary family, as well as to many friends that are coming on from a lot of other places, California and Oregon and all kinds of places. Um, we've still got people that are coming on, so we're gonna, I'm going to just uh, share a couple brief announcements before we get started this morning. Um, as you guys could probably guess, just about everything has been canceled that's a large group event. We are going to have a men's breakfast, though, on the first Saturday in April. Don't remember the day, but the first Saturday in April, 9 o'clock here. And so, guys, I hope you'll come out for that. Also, um, people are probably wondering what's going to happen for Easter. Well, we don't know for sure, but there's a very good chance that this will be happening for Easter in other words, we'll be doing Facebook Live some more. So just be praying about that and we'll see. Um, aren't you glad that uh, the church is not dependent on being in a building? Man, I really am. And uh, you are the church anyway. It's not the building. It's really good. I think maybe God in His mercy is helping us get some things right about that. Uh, a couple other things. I really want to encourage our congregation to uh, get connected through instantchurchdirectory.com so you just go to that website and if whether you have a iphone or a android phone or a pc you can connect uh, we can connect as a congregation so i encourage you to do that also we really recommend we have an account on uh, on right now media as a congregation and all you got to do is get me your email address and we can make sure you get invited to that and get the password, and you can access thousands and thousands of amazing Christian resources through Right Now Media. So, okay, well this is a first for me going live, but I'm excited about it, and I hope you are too. There's so many of you I wish I could just talk to that I know they're going to be listening this morning. Um, this morning, I want to talk about having hope and opportunity in the midst of this pandemic. Aren't we living in a different world than we were two weeks ago? I don't know about you, I woke up just a few days ago, I think it was, and I remember I was laying in my bed and I was thinking, the world has changed and I didn't get any notice. And I'm angry. And I thought about that a while and, and I realized... How many times has this happened before to everybody else in history? And why should I be so mad and upset about it? That's the way, that's the nature of change. Things happen. Can you imagine waking up and hearing President Roosevelt announce that Pearl Harbor had been attacked in 1941? So, anyway, as I lay there in my bed, thinking, kind of processing through these emotions, thinking about how different everything was and was going to be, and how much uncertainty there is right now that we're all facing. We have no idea what this is really going to all look like in the next months, next weeks and months. But as I sat there, I just realized the Lord, I think, started whispering to me that really these times can actually be a place where we find incredible hope and incredible opportunity. And I want to talk about those two things. We can have hope. We can really know and experience the presence of God in the midst 
of the fire, at least it feels like fire starting, that we're walking in. And we can experience a faith that overcomes the world. And we also have an opportunity to live and act in ways that show Jesus to our world. That show that there is hope. And I pray that in the days ahead, many are going to come to know Him personally. I was reminded of the Sunday school story that probably many of us were raised reading and hearing about, about Daniel's friends that we call the three Hebrew children and the whole story of the fiery furnace. I'm sure many of you go, oh yeah, I know that one. That's in Daniel chapter 3. And I was just thinking, gosh, there's some parallels between what those three guys went through and, and maybe what we might be walking through where our faith is going to be tested and it's going to be challenged and we're going to have to step up and live for God. Now, I realize that some of you that are listening to my voice and watching me this morning might never have ever let Jesus really take control of your life. And that you might really be freaked out about what's going on around you in our world. Or maybe you've never believed in Jesus before at all. You're not sure if He's real. And if He can really bring you through all this stuff that the world is facing. But I want to tell you, I have experienced Him. and He is real. Because of who He is, I am not afraid of what is coming. I am not afraid of the wave that is coming towards us in America. It's already in the edges of the state of Nebraska and it's in many of the places that you live. I'm not afraid because I know who He is. He's real. I've experienced Him. And you can too. Jesus actually told us that anyone who calls on Him will not be disappointed. Will experience Him. He responds. He's actually the one that puts the desire in your heart to call on Him in the first place. If that's you this morning, and you've never really had faith in Jesus, I want to pray with you Pray for you right now. Would you join me in prayer? Jesus, I just thank you for those who are listening this morning that are just not sure of who you are, that have never believed, never trusted, never put their confidence in you. I ask, Lord, that you would help them to say right now, God, I want to know you. God, I need to know you. God, I want you to come into my life. I need to turn over control to You because I cannot be in control. Only You can. So Lord, I just trust that You'll help them right now as they pray that prayer and make that choice to put it into Your hands. You will help them and You will take them and You will open their hearts to know You. 
just thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. All right. So first, this morning, we can have hope. We can have hope, first of all, that we can navigate these trials that we're going through that are coming on the earth, what I'm calling the fire, okay? Jesus warned us trials were going to come. Remember that in John 14 and John 16? In this world, you're going to have trials, tribulation, sorrow. In fact, Jesus said in Mark 9.49 that this world is going to be salted with fire. Salted with fire. Like, you can you get the image there of a salt shaker? And, and that, that's something that the whole world is going to experience. That's a weird phrase, salted with fire. But we're starting to experience that, aren't we? Secondly, we can hope that our faith is going to be strengthened through the fire. 1 Peter 1, the Apostle Peter tells us this. He says, be truly glad. What? He says, there's wonderful joy ahead even though you must endure many trials for a little while. Boy, I'm glad he said a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It's being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong, he's assuming that's going to be the outcome. Through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. And that day is coming. Isn't that amazing? Peter is saying that this fire is actually going to cause your faith to increase, to become strong, to be robust, to endure, and that you're going to make it through to the other side. Not just make it through, not just survive, but you're going to thrive. And your faith is actually going to bring you a reward from God. I don't know about you, but man, I want that. As I look at my faith right now, and I don't think it's going to, it's, it's real strong. You know? I want more faith. And God's saying, embrace the fire. It's going to cause your faith to be transformed. I hope you want that this morning. Paul adds, the Apostle Paul adds in Romans 5, the first few verses, that it's actually the the testings and the trials that cause our faith to develop and end up producing hope in us. You know, hope basically means that we feel good about what's coming eventually. That there is an end. That there's a good ending. That there's resolution ahead. And, and the Apostle Paul says that we can expect that when God brings us through things, that we, our hope is growing because we've seen His faithfulness. He's going to bring us through this too. Don't you think that Daniel's friends, those three boys, or however old they were, don't you think that they were radically changed when they went through that experience and they went through the fire? And in the midst of the fire, they found out what? 
that Jesus was with them. That fourth man that was in the fire. You know what? We will discover, we will experience the same thing. When we go through the fire, we will find that He is with us in ways we never could have realized. Do you think it changed their faith? Do you think it built hope in them? Obviously. So what's the end result of this transformation as we go through fire and our faith grows and our hope develops? I think we're going to be a lot more like some of the persecuted church heroes that we've been reading about recently. I don't know about you, but I love to read these stories. I just want to mention three real quick. Pastor Han was a pastor in China who lived right near the North Korean border. And he began to cross over and meet with North Koreans and lead them to the Lord, to know the Lord Jesus. Pastor Han, we are told, um, I think, actually encountered and helped develop over 1,100 believers who became strong followers of Jesus and went back into North Korea to help reach the rest of their country. Pastor Han, a couple years ago, was caught by the North Koreans and was um, murdered. He was executed. But what amazing reward he has as he stands with the Lord now in heaven looking at us. What an amazing faith to take that risk every week as he went into North Korea. Secondly, in Nigeria, Leah Shaburu was one of those girls in that Shabak school that was captured by Boko Haram. And she refused to renounce her faith. She refused to say no to Jesus. She would not recant. She would not give in. And she went through incredible sufferings. But today she is free and she is living for Him continuously. And her faith is amazing. Wow. And then finally in Iran, I read the story of two amazing Christian women, Maria and Marzia, who were actually thrown into Evan prison, the notorious Evan prison where all the political prisoners are taken and tortured and kept in Iran, in Tehran. And they went through that whole experience and did not let go of their faith. Stayed faithful to Jesus. And He brought them through. And now they have been released and able, they were able to move and now they live in the United States. Finally, a hope will come to us through this that we realize that there is a, an ending that is going to bring resolution to everything. That God has an eternal future no matter how bad things get on earth. And we've got to hold on to that. You know, this virus, I believe, is really a warning of much worse things to come. I think God is using this to wake us up, to knock on our door and say, you know, are you ready for these times? You know, we read in Luke 21 that there's a time coming that's going to be so hard that it says men's hearts are going to fail them. In other words, they're going to have heart attacks because of anxiety. Does that freak you out? That's amazing. 
But Jesus says in the same passage of Scripture, when you see those things starting to happen, look up. He's saying have anticipation. Have hope that this is just the precursor right before the end when He makes all things right. Wow. Secondly, we have opportunity. Not only do we have hope in this season of fire, we have opportunity. People around us are beginning to realize that what they have been trusting in is failing. They'll be looking for hope. Are they going to see your hope? You know, people around us that have invested in the stock market, boy, that's a scary thing, right? Their portfolios are going up and down, up and down. People around us that have put their hope in a myriad of ways, finances, retirements, weapons, gold and silver, all those things, but their hope hasn't been in Jesus. Those things are, are shaken really bad right now. And this is our opportunity to show that we can have hope because of our confidence in who Jesus is. I love the passage in Isaiah chapter 60 that says that there's a day coming when there's going to be incredible darkness on the earth, but on God's people, it says that His glory, His light will shine and that the nations will stream to God's people because of the hope they have, because of the light that they have. You know, that's something for you and me. That's a promise for you and me to grab onto. Jesus actually told us in Matthew 5.16 that He wants us to be like beacons of light that are shining through the good things that we're doing on the earth. And that that would bring glory to God, glory to His Father in heaven. Did you know you can shine? Isn't that an awesome thing? You can shine in the darkness. Wow. You know, we have some wonderful, very practical things that we can do in this time, right now, that can demonstrate the light of Jesus in our communities, in Alliance, in Hemingford, in Coquille, Oregon, wherever you live, there's opportunities to shine. I just want to share a few practical ones that I'm encouraging our people to consider doing. Uh, we can help provide sack lunches for school kids that don't have lunches from home or breakfasts also. And if you're interested in doing that here in Alliance, you can call Whitney at 308-455-9175 and she'll get you connected and helping put together those sack lunches. Also, we can, we're going to get some calls as things get a little bit worse, right? We're going to need to help be willing to transport, maybe take groceries, medications to people who have to be isolated and need to have that because of their fragile medical or age condition, okay? So that's another opportunity that hasn't happened yet, but it's probably coming very soon. Thirdly, you can use your technology to reach out to people that are alone, people that are isolated, people who've gone silent. You can, use, you can, you can send a card in the mail. I, I, I suppose that's going to be okay. 
but you can also use your technology, which has absolutely no germ connection. Uh, fourth, parents and kids, you guys need to help us write letters to our missionaries. It doesn't have to be our missionaries, but definitely to our missionaries too. They're in places like the Lunds in East Africa and the stores in Malawi where they are in places that don't have maybe strong medical infrastructure, the opportunity to go to a hospital, the ability to get medicine. And we need to encourage them because they're going to be ministering to people that are very desperate if this hits Africa like it has hit China or Italy, places like that. If you're interested in writing those cards, talk to me or let me know. We'll help you get those to them, okay? Another one is we need to be speaking out against the injustices that are being fueled by fear, and that always connects with hate. And an instance of this is that Brooke and I have a, a foreign exchange student son named Colin from China who lived with us when we were in, in Oregon, who was a high school senior. He's now in our country uh, working on a doctoral degree. And he's connected with us and told us and sent us pictures of Chinese people living in the United States that have their faces cut open. Because people are fearful and angry at them, blaming them, these students, for the, for the coronavirus in America. Now, isn't that amazingly crazy? And Colin is heartbroken for his friends and he's starting to have to watch his back. Because people are irrational when they walk in fear. We need to speak out against things like that. If you hear people calling it the Chinese virus, please say, you know what? It's not any more the Chinese virus than it's the French virus. You know what? Maybe it started there, but it started from bats. You know what? Let's not blame people. Let's speak into these situations and not allow people to commit injustices because of their fear. So I bet you've got some ideas too. If you have ideas of ways for us to demonstrate the love and the works of Jesus in our communities, man, I'd love to hear about those. You can text us. We're going to have an opportunity for some questions and answers in a little bit here. All right, I want to talk to my Calvary family for a moment. You guys are followers of Jesus. This is not a time for sitting back and doing nothing. It's a time to take action steps. That's what being a disciple of Jesus really is. Jesus always took action. Remember Acts 10.48? He went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. One of my favorite verses. So Jesus is always taking action and that's what He wants us to do. He wants us to follow Him. His Spirit will lead us if we follow. So what I'm telling you as a disciple is that you need to be listening for His voice every day and ready to act. While you're doing your normal life and doing your normal job, be opening your Bible, whether it's on your phone or in the pages of Scripture on a book. But be in God's Word reading it until something really hits you that's meaningful for you. And then take that back to God and talk about it. Respond to Him if He's speaking to you. 
And if you're a parent, take that and talk to your kids about it. and Interact with them. They need to know that. They need to know that God's Word impacts you and can impact them. His words will transform you and them. And then, get with somebody who is, loves God just a little bit more than you do. Call them up by phone or text them. Phone's always better. <laughs> Confess your faults to them. Have them pray for you. That's part of what it is to be a disciple of Jesus, a follower of Jesus. Now is the time to choose Jesus. To fully surrender Him. This is the time now. It's not going to get easier. This is the time to be transformed by Him. Daniel's three friends were not forced to go into the fiery furnace. It happened to them because they'd already made a choice, a decision, a commitment to follow their God. To put Him first in their lives. Have you done that? If you haven't, are you ready to do that? Do you have a hope in Him that's going to keep you going through this whole thing? Are you ready for Him to work through you and take advantage of the opportunities that we have right before us? Are you ready to embrace the fire that may not be comfortable, but is going to transform and strengthen your spiritual life? God wants to give you something that can incredibly minister to a panicky, anxious world. He wants you to be a person who overcomes the world by your faith. That's what John told us in 1 John 5.4. If you already know Jesus, are you being faithful to Him? Or have you got sidetracked? Distracted by all the craziness going on around you? You know? Worry is a big enemy, right? That's why I've been recommending Psalm 91 and Psalm 46 and John 14 John 16. You need those. You need to soak in those. Maybe you need a reset in your relationship right now. So I want to pray for you, okay? Let me pray for you. Those of you that know the Lord, but you need a reset, okay? So Father, I pray for my friends right now that are struggling because the enemy is trying to get their attention through all the issues and things going on around them and calling their name and trying to, to derail their faith. I just stand with them right now and I just agree with them, Lord, that they're going to be able to say, no, only You, Jesus, are worthy of my life. Only You are God. Only You are able to be my Lord. I cannot serve God and something else. It has to be only You, Jesus. Lord, we just thank You for the strength to do that by Your Spirit. In Jesus' name. If you're a Jesus follower this morning, are you able to say to Him, Lord, help me respond to this crisis just like You would. Fill me with Your compassion for those that are crashing and burning all around me or will be very possibly soon. If you can say that to Him, you can anticipate God's going to use you powerfully in the days ahead. You're going to see your faith strengthened. You're going to find that you have a hope that doesn't make any sense according to the ways of this world, but it's a hope that's going to sustain you. 
please message us if you have any questions or comments or ideas or prayer needs that we need to be aware of. We have a wonderful prayer team that will lift up those prayer needs. And in the days ahead, I'm going to be trying to do some very short, brief videos, like one to three minutes, just to keep you up to speed on things. And I encourage you to check in on those. We'll probably just uh, film those and upload those. So I want to close in prayer. I want to thank you for coming on today. And uh, looks like we're hitting exactly almost 30 minutes here. So thank you for being with us this morning. And uh, just pray for God to encourage you. Lord God, I thank you so much. You are here with us. Just like those three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace, you are walking with us in the midst of it. And just like them, Lord, we don't have to be destroyed by this fire. It says that their clothes didn't even smell like smoke. So Lord, we just say we look to You. You're our sustainer. You're our help. You're our very present help in time of trouble. We give You honor and praise this morning. We give You our lives. We trust in You. Father, I ask You bless my friends this morning as we go in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a wonderful day.